thank you so much for joining shout out to all of you um so excited for the guest today um this has been a long time coming but i am so hyped so excited because it's a sommelier somebody who actually has like certifications and actual knowledge and not just drinking the drink i am a sommelier um you know what do you want to know you know well one i know this is probably like different you're probably like you're usually seeing people where we join live together uh but you are in the studio of the Rosie Hour podcast so we're excited to have you in person and we're drinking so before we get into talking about you you're a real sommelier like a real like a yeah. real one yes i have certifications i am uh certified by the court of master sommeliers i also have WSAT certifications he real that's crazy uh, so with that, we're drinking things tonight. Yeah. So you can actually tell us what we're drinking and what that means. Well, I mean, you know, this is pretty simple. It's a rosé. It's uh, basically, you know, fruit style rosé. Um, you know, pretty good. I like it. I enjoy it. You know, it has uh, nice breadiness, nice yeastiness, uh, some wonderful, wonderful notes. Just those fresh fruits, those ripe strawberries, things like that. Uh, drinks well. You know, I wouldn't need to pair with anything if I did pair with something. Like I said, I mean, I know, I believe you're a vegetarian, correct? Yes. So, yeah, so for the vegetarians, it's going to be those nice, clean vegetables. But for those who us who do enjoy a little bit of the meat, you know, I guess you call them carnivores or whatever, um, it's going to be uh, wonderful for salmon. Uh, if you want some fruit with it, it'll be amazing with strawberries and uh, cream. Uh, which I actually just discovered a new type of whipped cream, which was brown sugar whipped oh. cream. Um, so, um, and it's just uh, has nice acidity to it, uh, very fine bubbles. Um, you know, it's something I enjoy. Absolutely. How do you feel about it? Oh, I like it. It's delicious, uh, nutritious, um, and it's a good rosé. I mean, a good rosé goes a long way with me, so I'm here for it. So cheers to that. And then also, we have another one that we're going to be drinking too. So did you want to talk about this one too? Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll get to it, but you know, this one's just a, an Italian DLC. Uh, rosé. Um, as far as the grape, I believe this is actually Pinot Grigio, which is one of the rare things because Pinot Grigio is normally uh, white grapes, so a lot of people are like, wait a minute, how do you get rosé from white grapes? That's a whole different ball game, different story, too much to really get into today. Uh, but it's mostly Pinot Grigio. I believe it has um, one more grape in that, but that'll come to me eventually. I can't remember what it is. Okay, so we're going to get into these wines, these amazing rosés. But first, more about Danny, Dan the man right here, who is here live and in person this festive season. So, Dan, sure. you are from D.C. I am. Born I am. and raised. Yeah, yeah, more than born and raised. I am um, generational, you know, so I'm five generations deep uh, in D.C., you know, so uh, this is home. Um, you know, I love it. You know, I thought about leaving, but I can't get myself to leave. Um, part of the original will be called Chocolate City Crew, uh, which means that this one, you know, is looking a little more like you and I. Oh! Um, so, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a little different now. But, Old you know, school chocolate, Mary and Berry chocolate. Before City. Mary and Berry. Okay, okay. Before Mary and Berry, like okay. I say, you know, I mean, um, my grandmother literally still goes to church right here, oh. you know, on the corner. And she grew up uh, probably three or four blocks away from here. Wow. Uh, with the, the well known Marvin Gaye, who was one of her best friends back then. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so from DC on the play playground where you spent most of your days, you know, all of those things. And then here you are now, an amazing sommelier, yeah. which is not something that many of us know about, like people of color. Like yeah. we think sommelier, and I think even like the joke was on that Netflix movie that came out, you know, was talking about sommeliers. We're like Somalians, right? Mm -hmm. From the country. Yeah. People are like, who want to be a Somali? How do you want to be a pirate? Yeah. So, like, how did you find out and, like, become a Somali? Like, what was your journey? And how did you come to this realization, like, this is what you wanted to do? Sure, absolutely. Um, so, my journey, you know, starts a little sad. So, we're going to hit that and move on. Um, we're going to take a sip, you yeah. know, to it. <laughs> yeah, you on. know, so let me, let me get my sip in first. Um, so, my, my wine journey actually started uh, in the dating world. Um, I was uh, dating a young lady, um, and she lived in Manassas, Virginia. 
I'm gonna get that from here, so I don't know. I know where I'm asking, but to those, because I, I see some of my Chicago people on there, mm -hmm. like Magnificent Mill, she's in Chicago, so mm -hmm. Manassas, Virginia is far for us. That's like uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, so she, <laughs> I guess that feels like Wisconsin to me too, <laughs> believe me. Um, so she was from Manassas, Virginia, um, and excuse me, I had a friend who unfortunately was a victim of gun violence. Um, and you know, I was very close to him and I used to be involved in other things at one point in life. Luckily, I'm not involved in those things so We all had a um, life. So, um, and what happened was, you know, we were trying to meet, but we could never meet up at all because I'm not driving 45 minutes, you know? So um, I lost a friend and she called me. She's like, well, you want to come out here and uh, you know, just relax? And I'm like, whatever, I like to drive. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, let me go on this drive. And I said, all right, I go to Manassas. So I get to Manassas. When I get there, she's like, well, um, what do you want to do? Like, I don't know, it's Manassas. Like, there's nothing to do. And this is the old Manassas, so you're talking about a road in like three stores, you know? We um, go to Target. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think there was a Target there, but they did have a Walmart. Ah. Um, you know, so, and I'm sitting there, and she's like, well, you want to go to uh, dinner? I'm like, nope, you know? Oh, well, you want to go to a movie? Something I still can't stand to this day. I'm just not one of the people who like movies. Uh, Listen, that's the, I like movies, but I don't like the what happens in the theaters, you know? Um, you need to go to what I pick, but anyway. I've been there too, same thing. Uh, um, but it's like, so what ended up happening was she asked me, she said, you want to go to a vineyard? And I remember exactly what I said. I said, a what? And she said, a, a vineyard. I said, what is a vineyard? She said, a winery. I said, what you mean? Like, she said, it's, I promise you'll like it. And I'm from, you know, we were drinking Hennessy. You know, that's what we drink. On a good day, you may get some tequila, um, you know, and it was like, all right, well, and that's people in theory, I guess you could say Hennessy is a style of wine, but that's a different story. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, um, so I said, sure, whatever, you know, and uh, mind you, I already drove 45 minutes. So I get out there and then we're in the car, we're driving, and this is before Waze and all those other companies. Uh, so I believe it was MapQuest. Um, and I remember looking like that must be a mistake. It's an hour, you know? Um, so we've been in the car for an hour, again. Literally an hour. Yeah, now mind you, I'm a city boy. So when I start seeing dirt roads and trees and- Highways with single digits. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm just like, wait a minute, this, this ain't, this, Thing right, was about to happen. Was you know what was she taking me to? You know, um, and then all of a sudden, I felt this unbelievable sense of calm come over me, um, and I realized that there were just these unbelievably like views, these mountain views, these valley views. Um, and we got to the winery, and when we got to the winery, um, of course, I felt unbelievable at place. The first thing I noticed there were not people who looked like us there, and where I'm from, you don't go. Around. You know, you stay away, um, and it's just like, all right, wait a minute, I'm out of place. Why are we here? I'm not comfortable. Let's go. Oh, we'll try this, everything. You know, and of course, she grew up in an environment where she had that exposure. Um, so, the first wine I ever tried in my life, I believe, was a Virginia Cab Sav, um, which, um, you know, I mean, that's not my preference. Uh, Cab Franc for sure, but not a Cab Sav, um, and. I didn't like it. I was like, I'm not drinking this. This is nasty. My exact words were, this is nasty. Um, and I remember the, the lady behind the bar looking at me like, what do you mean this is nasty? This is the best wine ever, you know? Um, so then I tried a Chardonnay. And when I tried a Chardonnay, I was like, okay, this is better. And then I remember they had a port, you know? Uh, um, not Taylor Port. No, definitely don't not be, Taylor Port. Don't be like me, yeah. not Taylor Port. <laughs> yeah, so I remember they had a port and because I was used to things that were high in alcohol or sweeter things, I remember it really being something I loved and enjoyed. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. So I'm not realizing at this time the ABV, alcohol by volume, um, that is in a port wine or port style wine because it's America, so let's get it straight, not port, port style. Um, and I had maybe a glass, a glass and a half, and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what's going on? I'm feeling this, you know? Um, anyway, you know, I loosened up, I enjoyed, you know, and it was just like I said, this piece of serenity, uh, like this zen that came over with me. Um, and then we broke up. 
You know? So, um, we you're like, no, the sin, the wine. Yeah, so I, said, I went back out to the winery by myself, and I was like, all right. I went there, and I realized I had no idea of what to do. I didn't know how to order wine. I didn't know what the varietals were versus a brand name. I didn't know what ABV meant. I had no idea about it. Um, so, of course, I'm that person who gets really curious about stuff. And I literally said, all right, well, let me figure out what else is happening here. So I started doing some research on my own. Um, and then I tried to get some friends to come out with me to the winery. Right. First and foremost, let me tell you, when I say I got laughed at, I ain't never got laughed at so hard in my <laughs> life. All right, they were not going for it. They was like, you going with? Nah, we ain't got no passports. And like I said, I mean, you always hear this joke about, um, you know, like Wardolph, Brandywine, Maryland, you need a passport to go there, you know, it's like 45 minutes away. So they was like, nah, man, it's like a day trip. Like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, people gave me a hard time about it. Um, and what ended up happening in that situation was nobody would come. They was like, man, we ain't going no hour and a half, drink no wine, drink no nasty wine, all this other stuff. Um, so I said, all right, let's go back to the sales game. If you can't get people to come, you bring it to them. Yes. Right? Yeah. So what I did was I said, all right, well, that point was good. You know, so I brought it, you know, and I'm on, you know, I'm out. I am real hood, seven block, but we didn't go there. Uh, you know, are in a community yeah. of friends. I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so, uh, and I lit up, I really remember pouring wine. And it was like, oh, this is good. And people were like, they feeling that. You know, a lot of us drink because we want that feeling. We want the ABV, we want the high alcohol. Um, and they couldn't believe that this was wine that they were drinking. Yeah. Um, so of course, days go by. Then one of my friends pulled me to the side. He was like, yo, hey man. I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, yo, tell me about that place that, um, you know, you know, the, the wine yard. I said, the what? <laughs> you know? The wine yard. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use that term. <laughs> yeah. I said, the what? He said, the wine yard. I said, you talking about the wine yard? Yeah, he's like, yeah, man. He said, you know, I want to go out there, you know, and I want to, you know, take, take my girl out there and all this other stuff. And I realized all right there. I was like, all right, I'm going to something, you know? Um, so we went out there and I started teaching them a little about the basics of it. Um, and then I realized, like, yo, there's a whole community of us who have no idea about the world of wine, wine ethics, wine culture, any of that, etiquette, nothing. So um, I started to say, let's take this more serious, yeah. you know? Um, I want us to go out there and to be able to uh, be able to socialize, to be able to network, to be able to enjoy. So I started with the WSET certification. I did my research. You know, how do you become a? How do you learn the best things to know about wine? And of course, I didn't know what the word sommelier meant, none of that stuff at all at that time. Um, and I realized that okay, well, I like to teach. I love to teach. You know. Um, I think it's my calling in general, just in general. Um, I don't know if I can be a teacher, no disrespect for the teachers, but more yeah, power everybody, to them. Everybody yeah. has their own way of how they do teaching. Yeah, you know? We have our own calling of teachers. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, we, we, we good. Oh my gosh, could y'all help me please? Continue your story, I'm pouring. And her glass is about a tenth of full of mine. No, no, because mm. we have another bottle to go as we're hearing the lifestyle of a sommelier. Mm, okay. Go ahead. So, um, but yeah, so I ended up getting the certification. I started with WSAD, went up to a couple levels with that. And then I realized that I love just helping people. So I figured out the difference between the CMS or the Court of Master Science versus WSAD, uh, which is Wine Space and Education Training. Uh, excuse me. Um, and I said, all right, well, let's learn the service part about it. And once I learned it, it had two functions. One, I knew having the certification, no one can sit there who come from different cultures and challenge me on it, you know? Right. Um, so that was the first thing. But then the second thing is, even in our own culture, we get valid, you know, people want to validate things. Um, so I just kept going with it, you know? And I said, okay, well, how far do you want to go with this? Um, you know, and I went up to a couple levels on the CMS, um, and we end up said, all right, well, you know what you want, you know what you're doing, how far do you want to go, and what are you doing with it? Um, then I realized that, all right, well, I want to create a business. So I created a business, you know? What's um, the name of that business? So my business name is The Rolling Great, or TRG. Um, Not so, rolling in the deep, rolling in the great. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we are a mobile wine tasting education and consultant business uh, focused on making wine inclusive for everyone. You know? So, Look at that! Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everybody's included in the wine. <laughs> I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. And why? And so like the rolling grape, how, how did you come up with that name? So, um, ironically, I created the business at the beginning of COVID. Um, and one of the things that was happening in COVID is, you know, everything shut down, right? But we're still human. We still need social interaction. We still need to, you know, be about something. Um, now, at the very beginning of COVID, we were virtual, you know? So we just started with the virtual stuff. But then eventually, as things started to ease up, nobody, the wineries were still not open, the bars were not open, the restaurants had all these restrictions. So I said, all right, once again, if you can't get there, bring it to them. Yes. So um, I said, all right, well, let's go mobile. You know, let's go mobile. Let's start going to people's homes where they are comfortable um, or office spaces or whatever. Obviously, we had, you know, restrictions in place too. We still do to a certain extent. Um, and we conducted wine tastes in their house. Oh. But what made a difference is we had an education component uh, with the wine tasting. So it wasn't just somebody saying, here, try this, try this, try this, give me my money and I'm gone. You know, so we went over now with the wine, we went over wine etiquette. We went over understanding networking through wine, um, how to purchase wine, all these other things in a matter of an hour, hour and a half, you know? So the name The Rolling Grape is exactly what it sounds like. You know, what is wine made of? Grapes, the majority of it, right? Because you do have some fruit wines out there. Um, I did see a mango wine. Yeah. Weird. Did but you try it? I did. Oh, no. I was kind of like, uh, I like mangoes. I love mangoes. But I was yeah. just sort of like, I'm a little messed up. It didn't compute. Well, how, how did you juice a mango? I mean, I get it, but I didn't get it. I got you. It didn't compute. But yeah. it, it, it yeah. didn't compute. But um, so you know, um, wine with many grapes. You know, and the thing about it is, let's let's get this rolling. You know, so the name is literally exactly what it is. We're the rolling grape. We are wine on wheels. You know, we bring wine tasting to you. We bring wine networking events to you. We bring wine education to you. We bring wine consulting to you. So that's why the name came. Wow. I see all the friends here. Y'all need some wine education, some resources, some tastings, because let's not, let's not say it, but we're going to say it. The numbers of COVID are going back up. This respiratory infection situation is happening. Uh, there are people who are taking off work right now because they're like, I have a kid every other week that's being sick and getting sent back home. You need a break. Have a wine tasting and hire daddy and the rolling grape. Cause they'll be able to give you a moment to learn about all of this, right? So you get a moment to step away, have an enjoyable night. I think it's, it's, it's important to understand like, we're kind of going back into COVID in sort of like unspoken ways. Yeah. We're in a recession, inflation is real. We gotta figure out alternative ways to have fun. Absolutely. So here's a way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I tell people that all the time, you know, think outside the box, you yeah. know, think outside the box. I mean, and, you know, and the thing about it that's different is when you have someone who's dedicated to doing something specifically to you is different because when you go to a winery, right, it's gonna be you, your friends, or your family, and 75 other people, you know? So if you go to a winery on Saturday, by the way, which I absolutely never recommend if you have the time. Oh yeah. Right? So if you want the full experience, go during the week, you know? A lot of us telework, a lot of us have AWS days, uh, you know, and you will actually get a much better experience um, if you go during the week, if you have the availability. Now, if you're just going for, like, um, you know, I want the ambiance, I want to show off my outfit, all that stuff, you're going to weekend. But right, you're like, it's a brunch, and I need to get these, mm -hmm. you know, this Chanel bag off. Girl, do you. Mm -hmm. But go on a Tuesday, because they also have, like, wine nights and yep. all this other stuff. I'm here for a good discount. I don't Absolutely. know. I feel like this is QVC, and I'm yeah. like, I'm here for a discount. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the, the, you know, and the thing about it is, it's like, I think when you understand wine, um, you understand the value of it, uh, because a lot, of course, people want discounts, but um, let's be honest, the wine life is not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not cheap. But the thing I can tell you this is, if you, if you want to get your money worth at a bar, Stick to wine. Okay, you know? so here's my dating story. Some of y'all know because it's who we started podcast with. Right? We ain't gonna go mm -hmm. too deep. Uh -oh. So 
this person did not know that it was cheaper mm -hmm. to buy bottles of wine when you go out mm -hmm. versus going like getting drinks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why are we buying cocktails mm -hmm. when we could be at this bar getting the highest percentage of alcohol content mm -hmm. and we could be lit? Yeah, yeah. For 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, be strategic with your money. <laughs> yeah, and I, I tell people that, you know, absolutely. You know, even when it comes to, um, I, I'm not going to buy any mixed drinks at a bar. You know, I mean, it's, you know, a, a shot. And, you know, a shot is normally an ounce. And you got nine ounces of whatever the mixture is. You know, excuse me. Um, so if you have nine ounces of that and one shot, I mean, come on. You know, the math really ain't math in there, you know? And you're paying but, for juice. Yeah, you're paying so, for juice. Yeah, so drink your... Drink your your wines, you know, for the beer drinkers out there. Drink your beer, but um, if you gonna make a mixed drink, make it at home. Yes. You know? Or so. or be like, let me get a rum and whatever your side drink is, mm -hmm. and be like, go to stands. And if anybody knows about stands here in DC, mm -hmm. that's the only place I get a mixed drink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, more power to you. More power to you. You know. So, but when it comes down to it, you know, um, wine. That's why we're talking about. Um, what did you mention? Uh, finance or savings? Yes. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. That's the one thing I always bring up too. When you're even at a bar, you know, when it comes to the wine versus the glass versus the bottle, um, I know a lot of people don't like math, but that's the one time I sit there and I say, hey, listen. You better calculate that. You better that. calculate. You know, <laughs> you better calculate. And sometimes it's not worth it. You know, yeah, yeah. Because I'll like, check the price up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of it's backed up. You know, the average price is 300% on the markup. Uh, at a restaurant, full bottle of wine. You know, or the first glass at a restaurant pays for the entire bottle. Of oh wine. yeah. So um, you know, and that's the, every single time. You know, so but when it comes down to the other things, like how much does the glass cost versus the bottle? Do you math? You know, and if you don't see a discount, buy the glass. You know, but that that mental thing we'll do is we'll sit there and we'll be like, okay, um, well the bottle looks better. It's the same price. You know? Yeah, so. especially per, per pour. Mm -hmm. So, like, mapping that out, too. And if you know it's six of y'all, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, like, you just got to do the math, make sure it's mathing. The math got to math. Okay. And then also, when you're going out, and it's, like, someone's birthday, mm -hmm. and you want to go to a nightclub, and it's, like, bottle service, this is what I hate people doing. Why are you buying a bottle of Sparkling mm. Lamarca. Oh, I mean, I ain't trying to throw nobody in the bus, but yeah, you got you got Lamarca in a in a champagne bottle. It's twelve ninety five at Trader Joe's, right? Mm -hmm. It's twelve dollars at Trader Joe's. You're paying two hundred dollars at a club. Mm -hmm. And like, let's be honest, mm -hmm. it is a horrible decision. It is, and I tell people who want to have that experience, this is what you do, right? You go to your car. I do not encourage drinking and driving by no means at all. All right, but if you go and drink, yep, drink before. Drink responsibly. Yep, drink responsibly, but drink before, right? And then go and get a glass of champagne at the bar. You know, you just say to yourself, "What is that? One hundred and eighty? Uh, what eighty-four dollars? My math is off right now. Oh, um, yeah, eighty-eight dollars. Um, you know, so or pregame yeah. or something else, or go to a place where the bottle makes sense." Mm -hmm. But like a lot of these clubs mm -hmm. today, I feel like, I'm sorry, or their brunches are mm -hmm. using, oh, I hate when I see like a birdie or something like that. You don't want a birdie? I mean, I'm not above birdie. I have, I have had my days with birdie, mm -hmm. okay? I'm not above it. We're, but at home, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go out to brunch. Mm -hmm. And I'm paying $45 for bottomless mimosas. With Birdie. Yeah. Oh my God, my mom just joined. Hi, mom. Uh -oh. <laughs> Why you seem nervous now? <laughs> she seems nervous. Hey, mom, how you doing? <laughs> you know? And she's like, Birdie? Yeah. What you talking about, yeah. Birdie? You better, talk, you better talk bad all about that one. All the good things Birdie has done for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Don't be mad, you know? So, but yeah, I absolutely get it. You know, when it comes to it, pre-gaming is okay, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like, there's so many different um, wine tips and tricks, um, you know, and I let the people who are, uh, one of the things I tell people uh, when it comes to wine, if you're at a wine bar, a restaurant, there's no reason 
that you should be buying a glass of wine blind. Ever. Yes. You know? So if that wine is available by the glass, you can always ask for a taste of it, you know? And don't let them come and bring it to you in a uh, little shot cup, you know? Tell them, no, nah, I put my taste in a wine glass so you can get the actual um, understanding and the flow and the taste and the feel of it, you know? Um, and that will save us so much money. Like, we should never be obligated to drink things we don't enjoy. You know? Yeah. So, so what are some of those rules that you would like to sort of like hone in that people can understand? Like in trying and making sure like I'm getting cheated out of this experience. So like mm -hmm. I think there are times where people are given mm -hmm. a sample in a shot glass or a plastic red cup yeah. or or a beer glass. Yeah. But like that's not the normal procedure, if you will. Correct. You know, unfortunately a lot of us are taking advantage of um, when it comes to these things. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of them. I think the one uh, that uh, a lot of people don't realize is for those who do go to wineries, and this is a big one for me, right? The wines you're tasting on your tasting sheet may not be the same wine in the bottle. Mm. So when you taste that wine and you say, oh, I'll take a glass of this or a bottle, that's specifically a bottle, specifically a bottle. When they say, hey, well, you know, they'll end up giving you a 20 a different vintage, vintage correct, yeah. versus the 2020 they wore and not tell you that, you know, or it's coming from a different run. And you get home, and that's a whole different ball game because there are multiple things that change the way wine tastes when you get home, which we talked about earlier. Bottle uh, shock and everything because I've mm -hmm. had that happen too. Yep. So uh, make sure it's the same, the, the vintage that they're pouring is the same vintage that you're getting in the bottle. Right. That's one of the things that I would absolutely uh, mention. Um, another thing that, like I said, is tasting the wine before you get it, you know? Um, one of the things I tell people, and this is a secret, that a lot of people don't know. If you want to feel the wine, you start with your sparkling wine. There's a reason that restaurants and wineries give you a sparkling wine first. Basically, it allows the, the bloodstream to, uh, to absorb more of the wine quicker which means you're gonna fill it a lot faster. Okay. So always start with your sparkling wine if you are in there to drink to drink. Um, I learned that today. <laughs> I did not know that. I thought that you were supposed to start with your white, then go to the dark side, mm -hmm. and then get into the sparkling mm -hmm. and then to your champagne. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, it just depends, you know? Like, if you, like, but I tell you, if you are straight someone, um, one of the things I've always noticed with the ladies is, Oh, my man won't drink with me. My man will not drink wine with me. That's not someone you want to date, ladies. <laughs> I'm not a lady, so I have nothing to say about that. I'll um, say it. <laughs> you know, but for the yeah. man, because, you know, the kids throw us all under the bus, you know? All like, of you, all men, I'll say it. My mom is here. She will confirm it, and she doesn't drink. If you do something and he don't do it, that's not for you. <laughs> but even if he did. She doesn't know how to. Uh, comments. Oh, so so, she uh, comments. She's she, she gonna call you. She probably sent you a text message. She uh, probably will. <laughs> like, don't put me in this. Yeah, I know, right? She's wondering why you, why, how she get involved in this. She's like, hey, are you through? <laughs> um, one of the things I um, say is give that man a port. Give that man a port style wine. Okay, but you, you're doing it. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, okay, know? okay. And, and you I, are a man. Let, okay, I'll, I'll yeah. let you go. Hey, I'll, yeah. let you go. Okay. I'll let you go. I'm gonna let you go, Kanye. Definitely don't want to be Kanye in this <laughs> circumstance in America. Um, I do not uh, approve that comment. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. You know, so it's um. But the thing is, it's like if you give him a port for the women who do want the men to drink with them, right? Or if you give him a cap sap, something that's more fully body, uh, more fruit forward, they're more likely to drink it. You okay. know, what they're not going to drink is your blueberry wine. You know, what they're not going to drink is your Gewurztraminer. Camino. Uh, they're not going to drink your Moscato. Which, by the way, there are wonderful commercial units and Moscato's out here. Okay, right. but wait, wait, wait. Okay, so we got someone that says, give that man a port so they agree with you. Mm -hmm. um, but this is what I discover. Flow with me all. It's just like with bathroom products with, with your partner, right? And with ladies, chime in. Y'all be like, oh, why you got so many bathroom products in the shower? But next thing you know, I'm out of exfoliating cream for my face because you have played in it for the last three weeks. Because you have now discovered 
just because it smells girly doesn't mean it's not fun. You enjoy it as well. The same, I think, applies to the wine world. I think you guys act like, oh, no one. But then y'all are like, this is delicious. I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with certain things that I've never, you know, I mean, I exfoliate, you know, I mean, I exfoliate, <laughs> you know, but I mean, think about it and I, I don't want to get too off track, but <laughs> ladies, come on, like, I, I need like three counters in one bathroom. It's unnecessary. Like, why? You know, it's like, oh, I got this shampoo. And this one's for Tuesdays on Thursdays, but this one's before my washing go, and this one's for my braids, but this one on top of this is for, um, I don't know, it I got this sweet. one because it smells good. Yes. I got this one because it, it has cocoa butter in it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, And y'all end up playing in the products. Nah, nah. Just like with wine, y'all see a bottle of wine in the refrigerator, and you're like, Birdman hand rub. It's about to happen, open the bottle, same thing. I, I just, I don't know. I, I see. Okay, so uh, talk about. I need to know the good Moscatos. Mm -hmm. uh, it's gotten a bad rep. Mm -hmm. We need all of those products, sir. And okay. talking about bathrooms, so okay. do not. Yes. So, but okay. Going to going to the question about okay. Moscatos, because mm -hmm. I do think Moscato has gotten a bad rep, and you yes. are the sommelier yeah. extraordinaire. Correct. So. so you know, what, what do you have for us in the Wisconsin I mean, world? so I'm, I like to make things very simple. Very simple. Um, I'm not going to sit here and uh, uh, bore you with a bunch of wine terms, uh, talk about residual sugar and all that. Uh, I think it comes down to the region, uh, so the area that the Moscato is coming from. I tell people like this, do not buy your wine based on the label. You know, um, that is one of the biggest things, the biggest mistakes we make. Oh, it's pretty. You know, um, there's a reason that it's pretty, you know. Now, some of them do it well, but 90% of the time, um, this is for my marketing people out there, they know that. All right, you got a bad product, what do you do? You slap a label on it and you sell it, you cover it up, you know. Um, I tell people like this, if you want to see what the good Moscatos are and you don't want to do a bunch of research, we talked about this earlier today. Let me see if you remember. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, put it on the spot because she, she went through this earlier, right? If I want has a lower ABV, what does that mean? That means it is not going to go where you want it to go. That means- I don't know what that means, y'all. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, so uh, a lower ABV um, is gonna mean that the wine is sweeter. So when you see the 8.5s, the 10.5s, the 9.5s, the 9.0s, that's gonna be a much sweeter wine. So when you start seeing those Moscatos that are like 11, 12%, uh, and the region depends, you know, I would stay away from American Moscatos um, because those are gonna be the super, super sweet things and it's just commercial stuff where they're like, okay, well, what's gonna work for the sales product? Uh, so look for things that have a higher ABV. I call it by value for those who don't know what that means. Um, and that's the first step. Like I said, I'm not gonna get into all this stuff about the region, all this other stuff. I will, um, you can feel free to, uh, you know, uh, message me directly for that. Uh, but here, I'm not gonna get into that because it's very complex. It's extremely complex. So how do they, how do they follow you? Let's just throw um, it out there. It's pretty simple. Um, I'm the Black Samoyer. Um, hopefully we all know how to spell that. I've uh, been challenging people to spell the word sommelier uh, over the last week, and you will be surprised how many people cannot spell the word sommelier. Magnificent um, um, Mel, you are probably the best speller I ever met. I challenge you to put it in the chat. The Black Sommelier. I challenge you. I know you can do it. <laughs> so... Um, and that's on all platforms, um, with the exception of Twitter, which is the Black Summer. Okay. So, I did get it right, technically, because ABV, in my getting there, <laughs> she let, did oh, it! Let, let's see, y'all. Let's see if she even knows what, what was ABV. Who, me? Oh, it? yeah. So, that's what I was saying, getting you no, there. No, no. What's, what's the acronym stand for? Oh, alcohol beverage volume. Nope. It's close, though. Beverage volume. Nope. Alcohol... Oh, you. <laughs> no. The V is, uh, I think, what I'm stuck on. Bye. Oh, alcohol by volume. Yeah. See, I knew, I knew I got the alcohol and volume. It, it, it depends on, it depends on, let me get that straight. Let me break that out. It, it depends on 
the region. Okay, because so I heard you keep saying beverage. beverage. It could be. Because I heard yeah. you saying beverage. It could be, yeah. So. Lady ain't dumb now. This lady ain't dumb. Okay. <laughs> so we have this other amazing rose that we're we're about to move to. So kill kill that one. We have to. We have we have we're we're halfway through the show. So Alright, now here's the question. Uh, I got a question for your fans. By poll, who do y'all want to see open this bottle? Y'all want to see her open it with a way to skill? Y'all want to see me open hey, it? We're going to go get the electronic one. No. <laughs> she, cannot, she cannot use the electronic one. She has to use the way to skill. So who, who should do it? Uh, we're going to go ahead and say my mom is still on here, possibly. Why, why are you worried about your mama? Because it's my mama. <laughs> oh, you. You wait. Is that you, you or her? You, like, you see, she, no, no, you, you, you asked the question. To both of us. No, she, no, you asked the question, so it's you. You, you, you? asked, and you asked the question, so that's you. All right, okay, I guess I'll do it. And my cousin also said you. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? So check this out. Since I got to do it, guess what we are gonna do? We are gonna have a little wine lesson right here. All right. On the proper way to use a waiter's key, um, because a lot of people are intimidated by this little device here. Um, so obviously I try to use I try to put the pink out here to match the. I see uh, the whole decor. It's a little pinky. Oh wait, can you can we also talk about this fantastic merchandise that yes. you can purchase? From the yes. Black Sommelier. Yeah, so I mean, this is part of the Black Tom series, and of course, this comes with multiple things. Of course, this one right here is upheld with a nice rose. It uh, doesn't depend, uh, depend on what, doesn't care. Let me get this straight. Hold on. Listen to alcohol. The ABV is it's the not last the ABV, one. It's not. <laughs> it's it doesn't ABV. matter what type of wine it is or rose it is, but you know, we can all pair with something. So it um, comes in multiple colors, different colorways, different sizes, everything, women and men. Um, you know, what do you pair well with? I, well, this is definitely my brand, so, you know, I love a good rosé, so. So you pair well with rosé? I do! Okay. Look at my home. All right, okay. All right, so. <laughs> or, excuse me, my mom said never say that. Look at the set. So, look here, I just have a set. So. Um, so yeah, but a lot of people tend to be intimidated by this. This is what we call the waiter's key. Um, and the reason I recommend this is because it's much easier to use than the electric ones. You don't have to worry about the batteries dying. Once again, you don't have to worry about the batteries dying. It's or electronic, I just, plug, I just put it on the charger. What if your power went out? How would you drink wine? It's always on the charger, so it's gonna be fully charged. But what if your power went out and you go home? How would you drink wine? It's always charged, so it's still on the charger all the but time. But what if you were not home for two days? It's still charged up because it's always on the charger. Open the power now. Listen, open the key. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. So, Use the key. <laughs> so, so basically, this is a pretty simple solution. So we have uh, basically three or four parts to this. Um, these are the four parts that you need in order to use this. I don't know if y'all can see that. Uh, right here, we have a serrated blade. Right here, we have what we call a boot lever. This is going to be our lever, and this is our worm or our corkscrew or um, for the most part. So when we start this, I absolutely say, make sure you extend this all the way out, um, which is your serrated blade. Always cut under the second lip. And there's a reason for this. It really doesn't matter anymore, but there used to be a uh, reason behind this. Do you know what that reason was? All right, we don't go with no. Uh, so, uh, but the reason for this is because this right here is actually called the capsule of the wine. And back in the day, it was actually made of lead. So obviously, um, you didn't oh. want to get lead in your wine, but also it creates a better presentation and on top of it creating a better presentation It's a um, you don't have to worry about foil falling to your wine So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take our blade and go into that second level that separate lip, excuse me I would call it the level <coughs> or layer You know so and for those who can't do this it is absolutely fine to take this Put it on a table and turn it you know um this is not anybody's restaurant this is just so we know how to do this in general it's like a can opener yeah and then we're going to take this and we're going to strike up and once you strike up if you get it right you see it comes off clean in one swoop after that we're going to take our worm out and we're going to hold our bottle firmly with your non-dominant hand we're going to place our worm directly in the center and we're going to turn as approximately six times they're not full turns they're like half turns and sometimes you'll either have uh, a little too much or you'll have um, too much space or not enough space but your goal is to get the boot lever which is the top one on top of the lip 
And then we're gonna pull this up. This is one of those tricky bottles, I remember this. This is tough. And then we're gonna go down to the second loop lever. And you have to hold this part right here because there's a joint and if you don't hold it, it's gonna bend on you. And we pull it straight up. Now that pop sound should not have happened. Please forgive me for those who do know that. Uh, but like I said, this is at home, um, so who cares? Um, <laughs> I like the pop sound. That lets me know dinner is ready. <laughs> but um, but as you see, it's very clean. Um, and then we're gonna go ahead and pour our wine. And I have my cup prepared, um, which is usually what my role is in life. Having my cup prepared. And then okay, so could you take people through a quick tasting of when they like get their sip of a new bottle of wine? Because mm -hmm. you like did this thing and I was like, hey, I see people do that. I don't know. Oh, do you're that. talking about the slurping. Yeah. So okay, so basically Whenever you hear that noise, what is it? Why do sounds do it? Uh, basically what we're doing is we are creating um, oxygen in our mouths or we're aerating. Um, aerating is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's normally done with red wines. I absolutely recommend it with some rosés or heavier white wines like Chardonnay. Um, and uh, basically those are what we call the cancer. So the cancer is a large vessel that has a surface that you are, um, or a surface area that allows air to get into the wine. Um, so me just slurping like that basically it's just a how do i say this in a nice way trying to get more air mm -hmm. into the wine that's in my mouth to aerate yep. it to like create aeration there it is <laughs> um, so yeah and that's why that's done um for the most part but when it comes to wine tasting i tell people we often make a critical error a critical mistake we taste wine one sip and say i don't like it it is not possible to figure out if you like something in one sip. Um, and the reason is, is because we have an unbelievable amount of um, taste bugs and uh, points on our tongue. So your first sip is not gonna taste like your second sip. Your second sip is not gonna taste like your third sip. Uh, the other thing that's gonna make a difference is, like I said, uh, this is my pet peeve. And I'm sorry, I have to take a break from this. Oh, well, let's do it. All right. Cracks knuckles. If you can buy a bottle of wine, please spend money on your glassware. Do it. Your your red cups, they're good, but I promise you it's affecting your wine quality. I promise you it's affecting your wine quality. And it's also one of the reasons, like I mentioned earlier, why a lot of times we'll get wine at a restaurant, then we'll buy the same bottle at home, and ask why does it taste dramatically different? The reason is, is because of our glassware and our temperature. Um, temperature is a different ball game uh, for the real wine drinkers out there. I will tell you, you spent enough money to purchase a wine fridge. Um, you can buy one for about three hundred dollars. Um, it is one of the best investments you will ever make as far as your wine in general. Um, but as far as the sipping process, I'm still working on this uh, sparkling wine. Yeah, I mean, oh, you gotta kill that. We act like we were at a wine where you have a spit cup. Yeah. So, he, watch how he, I feel like I'm in a golf match. A uh, golf match. So watch how he does the tasting as a sommelier versus how Renee just grabs her well, glass and takes a golf. Unfortunately, uh, we do have one big problem right here, but we're going to work around that problem. Um, the first problem we have is uh, it's very important when you're tasting wine to be able to see the wine. All right, um, so... I'm trying to... Black vines! I got you, and I, I appreciate it. Thank you, but, you know, uh, you know, when you're doing a uh, proper wine tasting, um, one of the things, the first thing you look at is sight. You know, so the color of wine continues so much about a wine, and this is also another tip. You know, so if you see a wine, uh, specifically a white wine, um, it's really dark in color, and you know you don't like wines that have been aged in oak or anything like that, uh, you can almost guarantee that's an oak aged wine if it's a darker color white wine. You know, um, you will see this a lot with Chardonnay uh, for the most part, um, but you can also see uh, it with um, red wines, but it's a little different with red wines. Red wines, we talk about um, the depth of the hue of the wine, you know, then we get into the tears and all of that other stuff. But the first thing we do is we look at the wine. Um, looking at wine can tell you so much about it. It can tell you where it comes from, how it's been aged. Um, and this takes practice. Don't think you're gonna go to the wine bar tomorrow and be like, 
Well, that wine is a 2017 from Napa Valley. You know, um, there's a lot of study in, and um, sidebar, for those who are in the a realm of wanting to become a song, you know, understand what you're signing up for. You know, it is a very, very, very challenging thing. Um, and it is a full-time job. So if you got a full-time job, you're gonna have a second one. Uh, you're gonna be studying almost every single day. Um, and you're gonna learn more about wine. You have to learn about the terroir. You have to learn about the regions. You have to learn about uh, signs, art, sales, all this other stuff. Um, but after we do that, the next thing we're gonna do because right. we act like that happened with these black glasses, thanks to the black vines. Yes. Black vines. Yeah. <laughs> I love the plug. Love the plug. Yeah. So the next thing we're gonna do. What do you think? Let's 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 let's, let's go back. You know, this is your this is your podcast, right? So you you've see, been in this game a long time. You 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 smell. Okay. What else? Well, you said the next thing, so we need okay. to smell, right? Are we okay? Is that what we do? I'm following you. You're the no, you are the dog. I'm not doing that. Okay. So, um, no. yeah. Okay. So for me, what I do is I smell. So I was course. right. But then, see where he was trying to lead you was trained. I was asking you a question to see if I was right, and I was right. So you want to say I was right? So but then, you know, I do something different. I swirl. Swirl. Right. Okay. So swirling. Mm -hmm. And then I smell again. And the reason I do this is because when you swirl, once again, you're adding oxidization to the uh, wine, and you will smell dramatically different notes on your first smell versus after you swirl in your second smell. Um, then after that, we're gonna do our taste, right? So we're gonna start, and this is the way I do it. I like to introduce the wine to my palate, right? Okay. So we're gonna take a small sip. Hi. That's me introducing. Mm -hmm. Right? And we just want to go ahead and swallow it. That's just saying, hey, how you doing, brother? You know? And this is new to me. I just want to see what's happening. You know? Now we're going to take what the, is considered the, the typical one, right? Okay. We're going to take a larger swirl. Oh, excuse me, a larger, um, <laughs> that swirl, a uh, larger step. You're going to let it roll all over your entire tongue, like all over every crevice in your mouth. And then you're going to swallow it. I think I did that the first time on accident. Okay. Right? Okay. So this one's going to say, all right, I know what's going on, but what's happening here? Right? Then the third one's going to be like, listen, you, you're welcome in my home or you're not. Right? So the third sip is going to tell you, all right, I'm with it or I'm not with it. You know? Yes. So let's go ahead and do the third sip. Third sip. Alright. I can't do the aeration thing. Yeah, don't because you don't show me, you don't spit all over your camera. <laughs> it would not be pleasant, okay. Alright. Alright, so how do you feeling about this? And remember, wine is subjective. That's one of the thing I tell people, it doesn't matter if you're a psalm or a regular person, nobody's gonna like the same thing, you know? At all, no one's gonna like it. You know, people are gonna like sweet wines, people are gonna like dry wines, people are gonna like acidic wines. There's gonna be things that people like. Never tell someone what you like, or excuse me, never let someone tell you what you like. You know, some people like spicy food, some people like sour food. You know, I love sour candy. Most people look at me like I'm crazy. Yes. I love extremely spicy food. People look at me like I'm crazy. Yes. You know, so never let someone dictate what you like. Um, and that's what I tell people. You know, the best psalms are going to work with your palate. They're not gonna come say, oh, well, you know, this is a, you know, a 2017 Chardonnay, or excuse me, Chablis, um, and it's gonna be boom, 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 it's gonna be the best one you've ever had. No one can determine that but you. So, you know, always speak to the psalm of the person, and any good bartender, any good psalm, should be able to figure that out, even without my knowledge. If you tell me I like uh, sour things and blue raspberry, um, and I don't like things that burn, I have something for you, you know? So, um, back to the question. So, Renee likes, I think, I, I don't, so I'm not good with like notes, mm -hmm. which is why I can never, I can never do any of these certifications. Well, we never say never, right? Oh no, I'm telling you never. But, 
Absolutely a dry wine. Okay. So look, you know, congratulations. You got something going on. All you right. Know? My taste buds yeah. are not. Right. I don't have COVID. Thank you. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> You're so, right. You know, so, but I mean, the thing about it is uh, defining a palette is not an easy thing to do. It's not something you find overnight. Um, the one thing I tell people for those who do want to do this is go to the store. And I do this to this day. Um, go to the store. Buy some fruit. Some of them you probably never had before. Um, and sit there with a bottle of wine. Read the label or go out there and say, Google it or whatever it is, you know, for those who use to be vino, whatever, you know. Um, and take that bottle of wine with the fruit that you just bought and say, okay, well, it's supposed to have notes of this. And look at the primary notes or the top notes. And, like and then try to pair them. You know, this will help you absolutely develop and refine your palate. Ma, you know? let's do it like a Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this will help you define, uh, um, develop and refine uh, your palate. And you will be able to taste the strawberry notes. You're going to taste the cotton candy. Um, you know, and like in this, I taste strawberry. I taste cotton candy. Um, taste cotton candy. Mm-hmm. It's pink cotton candy. You were very explicit, like pink. This is why you a sommelier. Yeah. This is why I'm a lot so, of I mean, you know, um, what else we got to do with? We have a little bit of grapefruit. Um, pink grapefruit. Okay, I taste the grapefruit, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you what color it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pink, maybe, and then it's an underripe grapefruit. You know, I'm almost leaning more towards white grapefruit, but it's definitely pink. But it's an underripe pink. It's not ready. What the what? Yeah. Your taste buds are insane. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Not like, it's a taco. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's got vegetables but, in it. But the thing about it is, when it comes down to it, the only thing that matters is you're enjoying the yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter. We can sit here and talk about notes. We can talk about regions all day, right? But my whole thing is about to sit back and just enjoy. You taste cotton candy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love cotton candy. It's coming from the fair. It's straight off the press. Or whatever that oh, no, quiet just... cotton candy thing is. Oh, no, Absolutely. Can't get it. Yeah. I love cotton so, candy. <laughs> right? So remember we talked about earlier before we got on, we were talking about what is acidic, right? Yeah. And acidic, uh, to understand if a wine is acidic, uh, the thing you do is you take a sip of that wine. So for those of that who are out there drinking, hopefully most of you are, have some wine in your hand. Some wine and, in your cup. Yeah. Um, I know Everett Wines does because I mean they got their whole they got their own company. Yeah, you better have some of your own stuff. Drink your own supply. And if you want to see the wines acidic, what you do is you sit there, you take a sip of it, and don't do anything. Just see how much salivation comes to the forefront. I gotta take my like Invisalign out with me. Because I'm all daylight. Yeah. And, and the more acidic the wine, the more salivation there will be. You know. So it's like that will help you understand acidity so much better, you know. I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is. I pull me a little more. I am really trying to get this cotton candy, y'all. 
Like, okay, okay. Now, listen, now, y'all saw how much wine she poured me. Now she's talking about some okay, okay, okay. No,
Wine, W-I-N-E. Um, of course, I'm the Black Sommelier or the Black Sommelier on Instagram, TikTok, um, and I'm the Black Song on Twitter. Uh, and you can always reach out to me directly. I am not one of those pretentious guys. You can send me a text message right now, and I promise you I'll respond to it. I may ask you who this, but um, at the same time, uh, my contact uh, information is pretty public, um, and you can reach out to me directly. Text message, email, phone call. Uh, one of the things that I plan on doing is keeping, regardless of how business big my business get, is to always be personable. You know, so you would never, I don't care if I had 50 million people, you would never, now I mean, have to delegate some tasks. I don't even have to delegate Yeah, but I, you, you would never get that automated and we would never be uh, outsourcing. Um, you know, so never outsourcing outside the U.S. ever. Um, well, there's that. Yes, yeah. don't do so, that. No, I won't. I won't. We, we don't believe in TikToks like that. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay. And one last thing, mm -hmm. one parting thing. Sure. We're talking about rose. Absolutely. It's been a rose hour. We've been drinking. Y'all have no idea. We had rose before we even started. What is your favorite rose? In the world? Ever. Like, if you ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever get on your level, one last rosé before you had to go on to glory. That Jesus was like, you got you to gotta drink, drink this before you come here. You know, I mean, and here's the thing about it. You know, when it comes to rosé, right, that is a very hard question. It very. And, and the reason it's a hard question is because I look at rosé as a blank canvas. So what right. type then? It doesn't have to be a brand or or, okay. or, or company. Um, you know. I mean, it depends on the day of the week. Well, it's, you know? it's, it's Jesus is calling you home. Oh, <laughs> damn. So, so I got to leave and go to Jesus now? He's like, well. Uh, so if I got to leave to go to Jesus right now, um, one of the things that I would love is uh, I'm going to keep it pretty standard. Um, it's going to be a rosé from Provence of France. Um, and it's gonna, you know, just be, obviously those who drink rosé know that Provence uh, rosés are considered some of the best rosés in the world. You're gonna have nice fruit notes, you're gonna have nice minerality on it. Um, it's gonna be well-rounded um, and it's just gonna pair well, like, you know, as far as, um, I don't wanna get too sami. Um, Do it! But, um, it's gonna be a Provence rosé uh, for me. That's what it's gonna be. Get, get some money on there.
Don't forget, he's going to drink to that with his podcast kicking off in January. So don't forget to follow, like, subscribe so you're aware of when he's starting to launch his podcast. Because I'm going to be on some episodes because I got a lot to say. I got a lot. I, I talk a lot. So I'll be on there and I'm going to drink to all of the things that I'm talking about. So thank you so much for joining us today. All right, friends. See you in the new year. I mean, I'll probably be on live a couple more times, but new year, we have a whole new slate of guests. But we'll be back on live.